You're listening to DraftKings Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Cooligans, stupid. Well, that was sad. <laughs> okay. Now... We, we we laugh through the pain. Oh, that's what we do best, baby. That's why we're here. That's why the Cooligans was invented. This is this Bro. is your your comic relief, your therapy. The closest I felt like this uh, is when uh, driving back from the uh, game against Trinidad and Tobago uh, a little over four years ago. Okay, where I thought, uh oh, I think Cooligans might be done, dude. If there's no mm. men's national team in the World Cup, but Four years later, now that I've we we are removed from losing to Holland, uh, losing to the Netherlands, um, I think we did pretty well in this World Cup. Okay, and we'll go through all of it, man. There's a lot to to unpack. Yeah, it's and gonna we'll be a get lot to the Argentina game a little later, we'll get... but for now, <laughs> yes. Uh, so look, as always, it's the Cooligans, buddy. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. We're the Cooligans. We're here to, uh, you know, look cheer you up a little bit, okay? Bro, you know what happened? You're like a little kid. You got made fun of at school. You came home. You're crying. You know what I'm gonna do? Tickle monster. Okay. <laughs> we're <laughs> gonna the... get some giggles out of here. We're the tickle monsters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for uh that that's that was actually the original name of the show that we were gonna go <laughs> yeah, with yeah yeah, uh, yeah and we were like all right cool again there's a better I was like, dribble monsters tickle <laughs> monsters <laughs> let's do it take you a monsters and look we got to go right to this photo this came this came up on the on the broadcast who is this man because he is gotta, all of us we gotta find this man and uh we have to ha- have a drink with him because uh when we were when we gave up that third goal uh, this the, the camera panned to him. For those of you who don't know, it's a gentleman uh, with a with a sad scowl on the bottom of his face, and that's all we can see because he has covered his eyes with his bucket hat. Yeah, and he is looking down, and you know what? That's all of us right now, bro. <laughs> bro I know how you feel, dog. Bro, I thought we were, and we didn't. <laughs> we didn't go full eagle, bro. We should have went full eagle, bro. I, all I know is Netherlands. Yo, they came to play in that first half, bro. <laughs> but not to play the Netherlands way, which was so confusing, bro. Yeah, they... They walk out with 38% possession, bro. We made Netherlands become Italy, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, a- That's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, dude. The U.S. men's national team played so well that Netherlands had to completely change the way they played the sport for generations, a style they invented, bro. Mm. Total football. They went to total soccer, bro. <laughs> they went full. <laughs> they went full soccer. Uh, look, they. So let's start there. Uh, tactically, we have started there. Okay. <laughs> Tactic- I don't know why. <laughs> tactically, you know what, Christian? Let's talk about tactics. <laughs> See what I did? So, uh, yeah. So they they essentially played us the way we played England. I don't think so. I disagree. They parked the bus. We didn't park the bus against England. We disrupted the way England plays. Same result, but they legitimately parked the bus. They had eight players behind the ball. I I wouldn't describe it that way. Um, parking the bus sounds like they they had a very boring, dull game, and that that wasn't what they did. No, parking the bus means they sat back and waited a counter, and a uh, boy did they when they well, countered. They, look, it they was let, they intense. They uh, they let us have the ball, uh-huh. and and this is what I th- actually in particular they let Walker Zimmerman <laughs> and Tim Ream yeah. have the ball. And if I could pick two players. <laughs> <laughs> on the team, I do not want to have the ball to make key passes. It's those two guys. So, th- and that's the thing. We were so good defensively uh, throughout throughout the World Cup group stage that I thought that this game was just going to be a, another one of those matches. I thought we were just simply going to nil nil, maybe one one, go oh, to extra thought? time. Oh, you thought? I did think that. <laughs> and well, I, I, the best way I could describe it is our defensive players, especially our center backs, had the ball 
so long and they had to make so many decisions with the ball that it distracted them from maintaining their focus on defending. I also think they were frustrated with the lack of options. I don't think it was so much that having to now all of a sudden be number 10s, you know, <laughs> from back there, yeah. disrupted their ability to defend. I think they were they were so frustrated with having to be the ones who made these key passes and they had to constantly be on uh, keep their head on a swivel of where people were and and all of a sudden you put it on them to make these these crazy I mean think about it Jesus Ferreira had to come back to them to get the ball that's your striker he shouldn't be back there I'm striking for a half but he shouldn't <laughs> be back there Christian Pulisic had to go back there Weston McKinney had to go back there yeah. Eunice Musa had to go back there they Netherlands was like I'm gonna let these two see what they can do and then I'm going I'm to I'm cover everybody else. And they were going man-to-man in the midfield. And it started off uh, pretty well. I mean, the, a couple chances early on. Yeah, Pulisic and what, like, I felt like it was like seventh, eighth minute. Um, I, think, I think even he thought he was offside. But it was it, it really, he had a, a great chance. He, he went to kind of going to the bottom right. The keeper just made a great save. Uh, yeah, so, if he scores, it's a completely different game. Because then I yeah. think Netherlands can't play that style anymore. Yeah, uh, so just disappointing, the defensive mistakes. I, I would say that is the thing that it, it is the most frustrating because that isn't the U.S. men's national team we saw throughout the rest of the World Cup. I agree. Um, so, oh, so and, let's call it. Go ahead. You were about I was going to say, uh, as always, uh, today's show is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone, <laughs> we're too depressed to, 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 to do our job. Get in the zone. <laughs> AutoZone. Um, what did you honestly think? About and we'll talk about some of the second half subs, but I want to talk about Jesus Ferreira. Gets his first start. Mm -hmm. What did first, we think? First minute. Um, the confidence wasn't there. Uh, the decision making wasn't there. Also, yeah. I mean, he really was fairly absent in the game. He had a couple decent like recoveries and getting the you know maintaining the ball, just maintaining possession. But that ball that went uh, that was that he like. Passed uh, out of the air, but he's at the top of the box. He shoot that like yeah. a, a confident striker who's not worried about the moment being too big, just takes that shot. I wouldn't put it on him that it was the moment was too big. I think he was like, oh, someone else will do a better job than I would, yeah. and that's not what you want in a striker. I want a striker that thinks they're the guy. Even Serginho Dest, when I know Tim Tim uh, Tim Way is open. So Gino just did all the did all the work to get up there. I like the mentality of someone's like, "Yo, I got us right into this spot. I'm gonna take this shot." Yeah. You've earned that to some degree. You sort of feel for so Gino Des because he played the especially those first like 15 minutes. You sort of at least before the goal went in uh, from from Memphis to Pie, you you got the sense like he was like, "Yo, this is this is." For all the hate, this is for everybody yeah. who didn't think out, you know, for for that, yeah. for like Biggie, like yeah, at the beginning of Juicy, <laughs> the in beginning his head. of Juicy, for everyone who called the cops on me when I was hustling <laughs> to feed my daughter, bro. You, know? you saw it in him; he really wanted to to make a real impression. I mean, he said it's the most important game he's ever played in his life. Yeah, and you got the sense that he showed up for it. I, dude, I love the way Serginho Des played. This entire World Cup, he has owned that wing. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, he's going to go back to Milan, a completely different player. The confidence he's shown, the maturity he's shown, the development he's shown. Him and Anthony Robinson have completely stood out. Our midfielders have completely stood out. Tim Ream made, made, put some respect on his own name. 35 years old, that's probably the last international competition he's going to be a part of. And he walked out. He can hold his head high. This game wasn't the greatest I've ever seen him play, but he was asked to do things that aren't his, yeah. his, uh, his bag. So at the end of the day, I think everyone walks out. Pulisic walks away saying, yo, I showed better than what Chelsea's let me play. Uh, Weston McKenney showed he's the real deal. Yunus Musa showed he's a star boy. You know, uh, Tim, Tim Weah showed he's got something that bigger teams outside of Ligon should probably take a, take a shot at him. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Tyler Adams walks away absolutely a completely different player than he walked in as far as he's got a name recognition he did not have when he walked in. Totally. Brendan Aronson has shown that even off the bench that what we're seeing in Leeds is real. Everyone across the board has shown that it's, uh, yeah. they came to play. The USA has a different name in the world of football slash soccer today than we had before this tournament started. This is a great, great World Cup. I mean, we mentioned it yesterday. Uh, but On the pitch. <laughs> Again, nothing with what's going on in the country or off the pitch. <laughs> but this has been a great World Cup it, on in the stadiums. Right, right. Uh, and and that's like the, the uh, you know, especially after missing... 
the the World Cup in 2018 to having this World Cup is is look if we did make it in 2018 I with that team that we had part of me truly feels like we don't even get out of that group stage I also don't think we have the development of the youth players that we had coming up in these next four years when when it happened you and I sat there and that my job or my I tend to be the guy who says like all right you got a job bro <laughs> No job. This is news to me. <laughs> uh, this is my job, believe it or not. Um, but my role tends to be, even in life, even in my relationship, even with my friends, I'm the one who's like, okay, bad thing happened. How do we flip this into a positive? You know? Okay, there's a body in front of what do we know? I'm joking. Uh, you know, something <laughs> happened. How do we flip this to a positive? In in 2018, I was the exact same way. Okay, we didn't qualify. What could be the silver lining that comes out of this? And I specifically remember saying, at least now we're going to get a shot to see exactly what type of youth players we have. Because nobody wants to see these older players in there. That was it for Michael Bradley. That was it for Josie Altidore. And look, say what you will about those guys. I tend to like them as players, but that was it for them. They were they were coming towards the end. We needed to push all our chips in on these young players. Yeah. And the development that's happened over the last four years has been anything. It was, exemplary might not even be the word. It's been absolutely it's exactly what we wanted. What I wanted to see, what I, the type of players I wanted to see in this tournament, the type of play I wanted to see in this tournament, I saw. Our youth, our inexperience got to us. But in think about where we're going to be in four years. Christian Pulisic is going to be 27 years old, um, 28 years old. Weston McKinney is going to be the same. Tyler Adams is going to be, what, he's 22 right now, Tyler Adams, 23, right? I think, yeah. So sorry. he's going to be 27 years old. I mean, we're going to have all of these players that you just saw today yeah. in their peak. And where was Brendan Aronson four years ago? Probably st still in a crib. You know, he's a young kid. <laughs> The, the types of players that we're going to have in four years that we don't even know about yet or we've only started to see little bits and pieces of with the youth national team, they're going to be – I mean, I'm, I'm very excited for what 2026 is going to bring. Yeah, the, uh, and it, may, it reminds me of the interview that we did with Matt Doyle in 2017 when you did ask him that question – uh, before during I said, qualification, I specifically said, isn't couldn't it be a positive that we didn't qualify for the World Cup? Yeah, no, but this is this is before. Uh, was this uh, this was before the Trinidad game? I'm almost yeah. sure. So you had asked him if we don't qualify, would it be a a, a positive in some way that it would force people to change things uh, around U.S. soccer? And he loudly said, like, no, this would be an absolute disaster. Mm -hmm. But now looking back, and I, I, I what I'm gonna try to look. Get that clip because it, it was a significant moment. But now looking back, the missing out on that World Cup, if we don't miss out on that World Cup, we probably don't get we probably don't get Serginho Des. We probably don't get Yunus Musa joining the team. Like the 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 effort that was made to really change the look of this US men's national team probably doesn't happen without the the effort and risk being taken by Greg Berhalter and a lot of the uh, U.S. soccer kind of, you know, executives and, and decision makers. You went a long way to say that you are you admitting that I was possibly right. <laughs> it's not about right. See, see what I mean? It's not he right. won't it's, let me have it. It's folks. not right or wrong. Mm. It is just simply because because it what if a <laughs> hundred times right? out of a hundred. you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. A hundred times out of a hundred, you would say, let's qualify for the World Cup and worry about it later. I, I get <laughs> so. well, Okay, well, let me just translate what Christian <laughs> refuses to admit is that I'm a visionary, okay? <laughs> and sometimes when I when I think of something, maybe it's crazy, but all y'all think crazy, I hear, you know what I mean? I hear <laughs> the cry of an American eagle. <laughs> so, uh, look, it, it's a... Look, it's, it, it's, it's sad, right? But it's it's... Uh, look, I I thought we could beat Netherlands, and and seeing how Netherlands played the U.S., they thought we could beat Netherlands. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, they 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 didn't play with some incredible uh, arrogance, know, or arrogance no. or anything. They were like, "Yo, very I very conservative." I, I but you got to give it to Louis van Gaal. He he said, "Hey, there." He even in all the comments, he said, uh, "You know, the U.S. are a good team," and I think a lot of people are uh, underestimating them. He said, "We were one of the better teams in the World Cup." And and played us with respect, which is like, you know, you're not, you're not. No, I don't think used to that. the you the the especially this team when when you are given the 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 message of like no they they're doubting you it's called soccer over and over and that stuff is like good that's our chip on our shoulder bro it, it, that's it is the juice that gets us to play it is helpful but as soon as the team is like oh I see what you guys y'all actually pretty good y'all yeah. ballers and you're like. Huh? Huh? What? <laughs> like, oh, I, I see what you do in the midfield, man. You guys are doing a good job. And you're like, 
You just you know? give us credit. <laughs> it's like, you know, what it reminds me of um, Andrew Luck. You ever you seen those clips of Andrew Luck, the quarterback for I know the, who he the, is, the, yeah. the Colts? Uh, he's retired now. But whenever he would be mic'd up, he would get tackled by these linemen. He absolutely crushed. And he'd get back up and be like, hey, nice hit, man. I didn't even see that one coming. And, and players would be like, Yo, why is it? I don't want to hit him so hard. Why is he yeah, so nice yeah, to yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You disarm somebody. <laughs> you disarm somebody. And that's why. Um, well, now let's arm somebody. Uh, who do you blame? <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't be saying arm as yeah, an American, bro. That's a good point, bro. <laughs> bro, you know how we do out here. Watch yourselves, Netherlands. You ain't ready. <laughs> Them bikes ain't going to help you, bro. <laughs> All right. Look, I just want to. Look. I ain't a huge fan of the Second Amendment. That's what I'm <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> People go a little too far. All right. I meant the petty eels that we all have, dude. Um, <laughs> who do you blame? Who do I blame? <laughs> Is there somebody to blame? I, I mean, you, I, somebody. Look, there has to be somebody to blame, right? So if we have to look, we can't. We can't blame the players, right? Uh, they played well. They played out. They, a lot of them were asked to do things that they aren't in their wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, they played well. It's hard to blame the players. Can you blame Greg Berhalter? Were decisions made in this game that affected the ability to win the game? I don't think so. And I thought he reacted faster than normal. Right. Um, that, that second goal forced him to make a, a real change. Um, and I got I to gotta say, Gio Reyna, for as much as we cried about him not being in the game, not the most effective when he came in. He had moments. He had spurts where him and Brendan Aronson linked up really, really well together on the right side. But there were moments where he seemed like he wasn't up to the speed of the game just yet. And maybe so, that comes so from only I, playing 11 minutes. I will. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I will blame Berhalter, but mm. not specifically for this game. I think the way, even though we got the, we, we got the results that we got, which were not bad, uh, Second out of the group, it, it, that's what is essentially what people expected. But I would say the the third goal that we gave up um, against Netherlands, you saw um, Anthony, Anthony Robinson, Robinson just walking around. Well, just the energy was just completely zapped, and 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 but I, that, I would say the that calls into question our depth, dude. Who who would you replace him with? But so this is so I I oh, would so Aaron Long. Uh, no, no. I mean, we had we had Joe Scally was the only other proper left back. Uh, but young, young. So, but, but this is so, but energy. So my, my criticism is, is how the minutes were handled throughout the other three matches. Cause to get to this point and the players at like 70 minutes be completely gassed just says they, you know, you only have about three, four days in between matches. It's you're asking more, uh, physically of, of the players and having that stamina and just having that, just that mental strength to keep going is really, really challenging. So that's probably my biggest complaint. Like we co probably could have used a, f a, a couple lineup changes, but I understand the priority, the priorities to get out of the group and really, and not really think past that. So I understand that, but that that's where in this game is where it caught up to us. We just could not, we had the ball all the time. We had to get our, our fullbacks forward, uh, and they just got tired, and they couldn't defend anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, if you, if you can blame Berhalter for something, I'm going to be a little different than you, and I'm going to say, if you're going to blame him for anything, it's the there was a moment against uh, England where we come out in, a, in essentially a 4-4-2, and after a couple of moments and instances, uh, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Southgate yells out, guys, 4-4-2, and you saw the England team adjust a little bit. And there was a slight adjustment. It didn't work. We were able to hold, hold them yeah. back still. But there was an adjustment. There was not that moment with Greg Berhalter. There wasn't a moment where I saw him say like four or anything and cause a, a difference. We went in with a plan A and, and maybe a plan B. And that's all we had. And it was completely, you know, uh, com not to use the term disarmament again, but we were completely taken out of our game by that. And there was not that other option. And there wasn't anything that, that Greg Berhalter could do in that moment that created that change. That said, second half, as soon as uh, some players come in, probably, what was that, the 60, 69th minute, maybe 72nd minute, that uh, some changes, all of a sudden, we start to take a little bit more control of that game. Had those changes been made midway through the first half or at least at the second, uh, the start of the second half, we may be talking about a different situation. Maybe we go into that extra uh, yeah. extra time or overtime, and maybe we can get into penalties. But, again, you don't, you don't see those changes. And to 
have the exact same goal scored twice on you, the second one being right at the close of the first half, is a punch you you generally do not wake up from. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So if I'm going to blame Burhalter for something, it's the ability to make that change midway through a game and to make a slight adjustment or call a player over in the middle of the, of the game and say, you need to do X, Y, Z to change this up. I didn't see that. And whether that comes from, maybe that's something that Burhalter now learns and can adjust, or maybe this is, look, Burhalter was the manager we needed to get us here. Is he the guy that gets us to that next level? Is he the guy? Is he? Do you want to see him be your head coach of your men's national team start of 2026 World Cup? Uh, it's a good question. Um, my instinct is probably to say no. Um, it, 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 I think U.S. soccer is, is, is in good hands. At least the men's national team is in good hands. And, and somebody else could could probably take that role. Um, I, I don't know if Greg Berhalter is somebody that would want to do that for two cycles. Um, so my answer is no, but I, I don't necessarily have a replacement in mind. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying no because I think he did a bad job. I think the... I think the only other replacement is Jesse Marsh. Right. Uh, and, he, I, I, you know, I don't see him leaving uh, unless he, you know, obviously loses a job at Leeds or something like that. I don't see him... I, I think he wants to be... Uh, at a club and and in the Premier League and 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 one two years of success at the very least, um, so yeah I don't know uh, um, it, it's uh, this is why I'll give credit uh, to Greg Berhalter you're right I'm sorry <laughs> I don't have any more water um, the thing is so, so the good thing I I, w- I would say um, I love his, the way he sort of carried himself. Um, in, throughout this cycle, through ups and downs, we interviewed him. Uh, just a, a, a uplifting, positive spirit, a good dude, uh, a likable guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and clearly, a lot of the players uh, re- respect him and and respect his decisions. Uh, they, I, I think he did. Um, he was like, you know, he sort of turned the corner after you know missing that World Cup and and, and sort of the old guard, older guard of of you know u.s men's national team coaches we sort of we tried jürgen clinton we went back to bruce arena we were trying to figure something yeah, out no both of those were mistakes we and can look back he now. just brought look he brought a very uh, a youthful kind of exuberance and but he also settled things down he was like everybody relax these are kids let's give them a chance yeah. and very and he was able to get the team to take baby steps forward in the beginning and then really hit their stride without being overbearing like a jürgen Klinsman was which wanted changes immediately yeah and Bruce Arena, I think, was just too much going back to the old ways. Yeah. Uh, so if your manager just says, hey, just get out there, be the first to foul and take care of yeah, your yeah. man. That's it, bro. We ain't doing enough. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Sam Allardyce can't be the manager of the U.S. Men's National Team. No, now. please, we God, we no. need a little bit more than that. I'd love to interview him, though. <laughs> if that's a possibility, please. So, uh, yeah, look, I mean. A frustrating but bittersweet. I mean, it's not a terrible World Cup, but it feels like this is a game that we we could have we could have done it. It wasn't a mountain too tall to climb. Uh, you know, I'm talking about Virgil Van Dyke, obviously. Hey, no mountain. We could have we could have done it, but it's uh, you know a lot of people said. Matt Turner said this. Tyler Adams said this after the game. Um, the, you know, the a more experienced team. Uh, got to them you know they yeah. were just uh, th- th- and that was my, my biggest frustration throughout really the entire game just the 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 missed passes the poor touches just the c- little mistakes um that cost uh the team that just showed you know i'm not gonna get upset about that only because a lot of those passes you're talking about a lot of them did come from our midfield but we're talking about missed passes by anthony Robinson missed passes by Tim Ree, missed passes by but not even the, Walker I mean, Zimmerman. The passes I mean, you understand, the, the, you can understand missing some passes, but it was literally the the touches themselves, the Hodge holding Wright's on touch. the ball, holding on to the ball too long, not moving the ball, just like the lack of quick decision making absolutely cost us it, at least two goals in this match. And there was there's no way that that you know they didn't feel it and notice it. Like Netherlands was not putting much pressure no. on them, so. What, I mean, I'm not saying, hey, like I could, I, I wouldn't be nervous. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like the the the, the composure that they showed it in the first three games. I don't know why they didn't have it here. And it, I, and the it, moment might have got to them. To yeah, be in my mind, it's usually usually uh, tiredness. Get what that that's where you start seeing mistakes. You 
poor touches, heavy, heavy touches, things like that. So uh, uh, you, you could see like in my, my first thought was like, oh, they don't have the stamina to play in this this fourth game. They, it's it's too many of the same guys. They're they're making errors. Depth that, is a major issue. Yeah, and they and there wasn't because you know, the teams that win their first two group stage matches swap out the the uh, you know a lot of the lineup and put in some some backups. Yeah, the third game gets to be a relaxed and, you know, and squad B squad. So and look, and the U.S. was not in that position, but they had to play their best players pretty much every game. Yeah, and it, look, and it and just look, and it it caught it, up to us. In a in a you know best case scenario, you don't have Christian Ballista coming in, just having recovered from getting his dick broke. So, exactly. Uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's uh, you know, the... Dude, if he had his whole dick, bro, the, the, do you have any idea how good we'd be playing, bro? <laughs> the dick break heard around the world. Yo, oh, man, it must have sounded like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> that's, a, that's a scream you let out. <laughs> and he yelled... Oh, my... <laughs> so, uh, bro. look... Look, yeah, this uh, we can we we'll, we'll spend more time probably in the future analyzing this a little bit more and to, uh, after uh, more interviews and and more conversations with uh, you know people like Berg, uh, Greg Berhalter. Uh, but as of right now, I mean, I think the feeling is we had a pretty good World Cup. So man. let's end it on this scale of one to ten. What do you rate this World Cup for the men's national team? Okay, <laughs> I'm like, it's not over. It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. big matches. What left. do you rate the Qataris? <laughs> no. Um, Scale of one to ten. One to ten. I'm gonna say a. I'm gonna say a, a, a seven point five. I was gonna say I'm saying an eight. I'm going with an eight, dude. It's a. It's a. You know. I walk out with my. We should have won against Wales. We should have won against Wales. Doesn't matter though. We qualified out of the group. We did what we had to do yeah. against England, which is basically our Super Bowl. We yeah. We lost against Netherlands, a game we could have won, but we walk out. Players look better. The uh, you know the the. The mentality of what people think, or the perception, I should say, of the U.S. men's national team as far as our ability to play and the types of players we have, we walk away amazing. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, if, if this, hopefully this helped you with your sadness because Alexis's speech did not help me. Okay? Bro, <laughs> just think about this, bro. <laughs> you don't know where I'm from, dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're going to take a short break, and then we'll talk about uh, the match between Argentina and Australia. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Can you believe that was Messi's first ever knockout round World Cup goal? I cannot believe it. You would think... Uh, they went to the final, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would think uh, that he had scored in a knockout round. Um, but really what stands out when it comes to Argentina in knockout rounds is... Big time players missing great opportunities. I believe you mean everybody else besides <laughs> Messi missing big opportunities, bro. What the hell's going on, bro? Uh, Iguain, Lautaro Martinez, 
Does nobody want to help Messi out, bro? He's 39 years old, 43 years old. Uh, yes, he's six, 63. Oh, uh, my he's God. Gonna retire. He's getting Social Security soon. Yeah, that is not going to But no, congratulations to Argentina winning uh, against Australia, moving on to the quarterfinals. Australia made it a game, though, at the end there. They did. It got a little, a little scary. A little, what do they call A squeaky bum time? Squeaky bum time. You've never heard that before? I have not. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if we uh, have the same <laughs> algorithms. <laughs> Squeaky bum time. Yeah, man. That's what they call when, like, you know, everybody gets a little tight, you know? I'm just saying. I don't Look, I don't need to get in, be, in you and your wife's bedroom. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to hear about anything Listen, going on. Christian, uh, go to OnlyFans and type in Squeaky Bum. And let's just, <laughs> let's just see what type of creators we can support. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, look, but if I, I, I think probably the biggest shock here is that Australia did score a goal. Uh, but they have kind of been doing that the I would entire have said tournament. That. I would have said that before the game, but you watch that. There were moments where Argentina's de defense was just like, well, let's just see what these Australians could do. Why do we have to be the only ones balling out here? Yeah, they, they this game didn't have a lot of, um, how, I don't know, like... Um, it wasn't too physical. It wasn't too intense. It was like uh, they were. There was little bits little of it, bit, but not but enough. No, you know, a game. I, I mean, I remember the 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 final um, between uh, Argentina and Germany, and it's like those games where Messi's just frustrated physically. He's getting you know a body put on him. Right. Uh, this wasn't that. He was. There was a lot of moments, and this is like pretty much any game with Argentina. You know. Messi is not going to, he's not going to be, he's not a box-to-box -box guy anymore. Yeah, okay? no, he's not the Messi of old. <laughs> okay. He's not good. He's not just He gonna... showed it. We had the, He had that moment yeah. where he was running through uh, a bunch of Australian defenders and uh, didn't, you know, didn't finish. But On the offensive side, yes. You know, yeah, uh, attacking. But, but even yes. that, he still does, he doesn't really do that either. Running through, like that, that classic play from uh, like his first or second year at Barcelona when he ran through 90 players yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, scored. Yeah. So, 17 <laughs> worth of players. But yes, though, but those moments, it, you, get them, you get them in glimpses. Yeah. So, and it's not always when you think it's going to happen. It's when the defense is set up in a way where you're like, well, there's no way anyone's going to. Yeah. And Messi's the only one who can it's cut like, through. Like 14 nutmegs on the way to but a goal. But there's also that thing of like Messi getting the ball at the top of the box. Every defender is like, we just got to find whatever <laughs> square inch this ball could travel. We right. have to cover. And then that leaves Lautaro Martino's, Martinez open and he skies it. Yeah. I mean, look. It's just. This is. I it, tweeted, Lautaro Martinez has to hate Messi. It's the only explanation. <laughs> and this is. Look, for the most part, um, we know that that these players, you've heard, uh, you know, Emmy Martinez talk about Messi and what it means to play for the national team. And it's like. It's not really about playing for Argentina. It's playing for Messi. I can, like if they could yeah, put Messi the, on the crest 100%. and be like, "Yo, I, this is who this is who I play yeah. for right here." This man. It's like I I love Arsenal, but I but I sometimes I wonder if I hate Tottenham more. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. You know, so I get it. But also, do you want to be the generation that goes out being the ones that couldn't get Messi? A, I know. Uh, I know. A World yeah, Cup? that's a, that's a huge factor, man. It's yeah, it's frustrating. Um, uh, I I can imagine it's. Then they say, not frustrating is not the word. It, it's it's the, there's just so much pressure. There's just so much pressure. Uh, I thought uh, Argentina handled it uh, well. They they looked composed and and even though Australia has been kind of having these miracle moments, which Cinderella ask yeah, and they ha and that goal was an example of that. Of yes. just like yo, is this really gonna happen? There was two other times where I was like, this is gonna happen. Yeah, I forgot who the player was who kind of cut through everybody. Momentum carrying yes, him yes, forward. Yes. Two players open, but you gotta take it yourself, buddy. <laughs> right? No, it was a great. Uh, and then that last play where the ball gets complete, and the, yo, Emmy Martinez is save on that yeah, shot. That was huge. It literally hits him on the uh, on the, but on even the lower part. Li of the uh, arm. Lisandro Martinez is save. The, uh, to stop that that run that that with, yeah. with the, ball, the the Australian player was bringing the ball in, uh, it makes you wonder why Lisandro Martinez isn't starting, or at least in this game he didn't. Even Argentina, they're like, yo, he's not tall enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you saw that one dude in Australia. They just I went out and got the basketball <laughs> center and were like, yo, they, you ever kick a ball before? No, good. Neither have the rest of the players. They Get put in him in. Um, be, they put him in early in the second half because Australia was pressing and they needed a better passer to handle uh, to handle that pressure. Right. Um, the uh, I think the I mean the the the, the second Australia goal. 
they have to be, you know, Matty Ryan, goalkeeper for Australia, you know, taking that heavy touch. Second Argentina goal. Uh, yes, yes, sorry, the second goal that uh, that they gave up, that Australia gave up. Yeah. But the, that that to to lose the ball uh, in front of you like that, it's just has to crush you, you, man. This you don't like, need to give them you opportunity. Can't. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Messi's good enough. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't need have to, do to help them. So bro. it hurts more that they, you know, they lost by one goal, which yeah. is that goal by by uh, Julian Alvarez. So. Um, you know, not not a sh- not necessarily a shock. The result. This is pretty much what I think everyone expected. But the uh, just brilliant performances and Messi again. Uh, you know, he had, a, a, he could have had two, three more goals, but the goal that he did score. You you just have to just you saw the the crowd literally bowing to him. Uh, you know, whenever he had uh, you know incredible chances, and when he scored that goal, you also saw every one of his players trying to pass him the ball and be like, "You do something." Yeah, you're messy, bro. We don't want to take the spotlight away from you. <laughs> and you could see him being like, "No, no, no, please try." Yeah, because I kind of feel like I'm doing everything here. That's the thing that is like you know after watching uh, after watching the U.S. game and then watching this, you obviously see the difference in quality just a tad, um, a little bit, but. There's just something about Messi's, obviously, his vision, but the, there's something about the weight of his passes that land. It's like he he passes you a a regular soccer ball, and then you receive a futsal. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something that it, it gets out of his foot, off his foot so fast, but gets to you in, with, like, just the perfect weight that you. it's not going to bounce everywhere. So there's it, it, there's he knows exactly... We're watching the U.S. game and misplaced passes and bad touches and all this other stuff, and I'm just like, y'all, are they, are they using the same equipment? Yeah, like, yeah. what is going on? He must have. It. Does he have a string <laughs> attached to that ball? But also, what I love about it is, you ever see those like, uh, you ever go, you ever go golfing, and uh, no, or you ever see golf? No, or you ever see golf where the ball just like just gently rolls to the edge of the of the hole and then just drops in yes, lightly. Yes, that's every pass Messi makes. Yeah, it's yeah. just exactly where you need it to be. So much so that whenever there's a mispass, it's the person didn't continue their run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's never his fault. I like. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's ever his fault. It's uh absolutely brilliant. But yeah. did you get the sense that maybe I don't know, man? This feels like uh, feels like this this World Cup isn't gonna be the World Cup final is not gonna have Messi's name attached to it. To let to let Australia back into the game the way they did, I don't know, man. Um, it feels like they need to find another another gear, another level. Maybe, um, but I, I would argue that there's there's nobody in the World Cup so far that has just had no blemishes and have just looked sharp from beginning to end. May, I guess France. France and maybe Brazil. But even France, France lost their game, right? They lost their yeah, third. the B squad. I mean, still B, it but still, nah, still it don't matter. It's, it's on the it's on your record. Don't matter. It's on your record. It don't matter. Uh, it's a squad. They they kept their A squads healthy. Them in Brazil. No, it's a, look. I mean, uh, you know, Argentina lost their first game to Saudi Arabia, uh, but with won, their A squad won their last two though with their A squad. I'm just saying, that's ridiculous. Nah, you I, know the difference. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that this because all, all these big teams that traditionally make it through have not no Germany no uh, Denmark just like big teams that we're used to seeing that Denmark I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying but yeah. again you expect them to go through not really this this Belgium maybe Belgium yeah but you feel like this is an opportunity for Argentina and not just speaking of Messi in particular because I imagine if Argentina get to the final whoever they play are going to be like, you know what? We're going to have to mark this guy a little bit, a little bit extra. Okay. Yeah. So you don't, like, it, 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 which is why you need guys like Lautaro Martinez to hit those wide open nets, which is why he hasn't started the last two games. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I they just can't find a confident, consistent striker. I mean, they, they have a couple. I mean, I, 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 you're saying it's not to the degree of like Greg Berhalter alternating with these three strikers and can't figure out what to do. No, they, they have, they're pretty good. No. Lautaro did score. He has scored already. You're talking about Josh Sargent, Jesus Ferreira, and Haji Wright, and not one of them received Wait, the did, pass. Did Lautaro get a goal, or was it taken back? I don't remember if he's got uh, actually been credited with a goal. What I was saying is none of those three Americans have ever received a pass from Messi, okay? I, yes. And if you do, and all of a sudden there's no one in I'm front of saying, goal, you're you being a little score. like they, they, like they're, you they're clueless. Score. Like they're clueless to the striker score. situation. They have a couple pretty good strikers. You got to score. 
Um, so the uh, the the other thing I wanted to make sure we got to because now that now that we've had some time, we've seen uh, a few uh, comments after the U.S. men's national team uh, lost to Netherlands. There was a uh, some comments by uh, the manager for uh, the Dutch, Louis van Gaal. He uh, he had a, a a pretty I don't know if it's harsh quote, but it just I wouldn't get, say harsh. Just I think spit, it was spitting facts, straight truth. He just said uh, same thing we said at the beginning of the show. He said the U.S. men's national team was not able to adjust and adapt to uh, to the game. Yeah, he said we took out the wings and we focused on the wings and they did nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, so he's just telling the truth. If it, I'm not gonna lie, it hurts a little bit, Louis. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Dead on, bro. <laughs> I mean, you right. Try not to analyze it so well, bro. You, you right, bro. You own. You don't gotta be that right. Inside voice, Louis <laughs> Van Gaal. Um. So the uh, there was that, and then there was the um the the president of of the Netherlands, uh, responding to a a tweet from uh from President Biden. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you they're going back and forth. I so some subtweets between you throwing shade at <laughs> Biden, bro. Um, but this was the uh, we don't need to do we need to hear it? I no. mean, I, we don't need to read anyway. Um, but Tyler Adams is kicking the ball to um, uh, to off camera, off and camera, then, and then it lands in President Biden's <laughs> hands, right? And uh, he and, and then Joe's like saying he called it's called soccer and he's he's rooting on the boys, uh, go USA. Uh, and then right there, Mark Root, Rute, Rute. Um, I guess he's the prime minister. Sure. Uh, who, I don't know what. He let's, said, "Sorry, Joe, football one." But let's see, who is this? Minister President von Nederland Redact. <laughs> I'm not sure. Gonna now <laughs> all of a sudden you speak Dutch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> learn so I can <laughs> clap back at this fool. Get bro. that last word, Redacted Door de Rix. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> bro, we we're not. We can't start. It's gonna. It's uh. It's a tongue twister. Uh, it's, a, it's a difficult language. Yeah, he said, "Sorry, Joe. Football one. All right, bro. You need to. Yo, don't let me catch you in these streets, Mark. Bro, you, why would you just Canelo? <laughs> okay, bro. I'm gonna right. start. I'm gonna call a soccer to your face. You gonna catch these hands in Blugen, <laughs> You know what I mean, <laughs> Mark? All right, all right, bro. My just... name is Mark, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not Joe... rocking with Mark today. What's Joe? <laughs> what's Joe Biden's middle name? Is something crazy, right? Oh, I don't know. Look that up. Joe Biden's middle name. Harry. What is, what is Joe Biden's name? I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, it is crazy. What is it? Robinette. 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 Bro, it sounds, Joseph. It sounds, it sounds Dutch. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think it's an inside job, bro. <laughs> Joseph Robinette. Robin. Biden. Robinette. It sounds like a piece of furniture. Yeah, no, dude. It's, <laughs> it sounds like an old bakery in a in a in a in an old train down you know <laughs> but no good to see this you know i mean uh if uh, you know if if trump was president i don't know what the hell would be going with good these tweets god. <laughs> thank god he's not you know it's just nice and innocent stuff i yes. don't want it to cause a, a stir every no this is cute it's cute sorry joe he even apologized look at that also mr biden have some respect <laughs> president biden yeah. <laughs> sorry prez <laughs> um so, uh, so that's it, man. Uh, so now, uh, what is it? It's uh, Netherlands versus Argentina. Yeah, let's take a look at the uh, uh, what you call it at the at, at the, the World bracket. Cup bracket. Yeah, yeah Netherlands dude. play Argentina on December 9th. Obviously, uh, going to be tough okay. for the Netherlands. <laughs> uh, and then, so uh, t uh, tomorrow. England plays Senegal and France play, uh, plays Poland. Yeah, so that's going to be a couple uh, a couple of big games. So Senegal versus France on December tenth. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You don't know. Don't You're not going to give any facts besides. I don't no, know, man. Just high pitched. I don't know. You never know. You never know. You think Poland can win? So, I mean, look. <laughs> oh, you're talking about England, obviously. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. All I'm just saying is that now that the U.S. is out, I want. I want. You know. I want England to fail. I was going to say, of course. <laughs> I was just about to say, who are you rooting for? I had an English person message me and said, who are you rooting for now? And I said, I don't know. I guess I want to see Messi win. I don't really care about Argentina like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I did pick France early on, so maybe France. 
And they wrote back, not the answer I was looking for. Oh, you think all of a sudden I'm going to turn? <laughs> I'm going to Benedict Arnold all of a sudden? Nah, bro. Never. Never, bro. <laughs> okay. My only regret is that I have but one life to live for this nation, bro. <laughs> okay. My, yeah, my only yeah, regret yeah. is I only have one life to live to hate on England. Uh-huh. I wait, if I could have multiple opportunities, multiple lifetimes oh, to hate on this bro. specific country. I'd love I would to come back, bro. <laughs> Bro, come, come back as a ghost hater. Let's Yo, go. Or come back as seasoning, bro. <laughs> you know you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Never even touch your shores, dog. Um, so the uh, we, we take a look at the bracket real quick. Um, we kind of just went over it. What do we got? The table. Where, where's the bracket? Playoff. Playoff. Playoffs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, like you said, December 9th, uh, Netherlands, Argentina. Uh, so that's uh, the first one is in the books. So, um, glad we, I'm glad we opened this page. <laughs> let's go, bro. People need to visualize it. Yeah, uh, man. So, all right, we'll be back tomorrow. You know, we'll get, we'll, we'll get over our, our sorrows, uh, adjust, uh, to the fact that the U S is no longer in the world cup, mm. but a lot to be proud of. Really, really proud of these guys, man. I mean, look, and the last uh, I think we should uh, finish here is just like this this cycle from when uh, the U.S. missed the World Cup. I mean, we've interviewed players that played in that uh, game in Trinidad. We interviewed uh, like like Matt Beasler, Dax McCarty, mm-hmm. DeAndre Yedlin, a lot of uh, folks. You hear the names. We've come a long way. We've come a long way, but the, the I don't know. The, there's this emotional uh, connection to this men's national team that we didn't have four years ago. That no, is, not at all. Is, is we, we've, you know, we've, we've had Walker Zimmerman on the show. We've seen, we spoke, uh, Jesus Ferreira, all these guys. We've, we've connected with them, and you see how much it means to them to be a part of this team, to get this far into the World Cup. Uh, we saw all the images of, of Sean Johnson, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, Kellen Acosta, all these guys uh, like on, on the pitch, like consuming the moment. And taking in the moment for as long as possible because... Did uh, you actually see what um what Tim Ream said? No, I didn't. Let's see if I have a, a chance to pull it up if this didn't. Oh, it refreshed. Uh, I hate Instagram. You close it for one second, it refreshes. Uh, basically, it was saying, like, you know, Tim Ream was letting the guys know, kind of spoke to some of the players because he's obviously a lot older than everyone else. And he specifically said, like, take in the moment. Don't forget this. Like, yes, a lot of you guys are guaranteed another World Cup. Some of you guys will definitely be on the team uh, because we're hosting it, so you're guaranteed to be on them. He goes, but this is my last one. You know, and I, he goes, you're never guaranteed anything. I was in the program for 12 years. You're never guaranteed anything. There's a, you, you know, you could be a part of the program and not even get a chance to play in the World Cup like what happened to me. So take it every moment. Look around. Try to learn lessons from it. It was just a beautiful moment to see, like, someone who's 35 years old looking around and saying, this was, I got to do the thing I've wanted to do, but this is probably my last run. I think we would all agree. Yeah, yeah. And to start to share that information with the younger players. And, and that's why I think as, as sad as I was that we lost today, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I look, I'm looking forward towards the next cycle and I'm thinking how much more prepared we're going to be and how better off we're going to be because of what happened here. And right. hopefully this inspires a lot more kids to care about the sport. We've already gotten some text messages like, you know, Lil Frex, shouts to Lil Frex, who's on uh, uh, a league of their own. She's like, never cared about soccer. Now I love it. This, this World Cup's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. So these little things, these little moments, they keep building, they keep building, they keep building. And what happens is, the, the, you know, you saw, uh, you know, Landon Donovan uh, score against Algeria, and here we are. You know, and I saw soccer as a kid, and here we are. And hopefully there's someone that, uh, you know, was watching the, this run-up and got involved and got inspired by what happened against England and got inspired by what, what happened with, to Iran. And hopefully some of the players take that as well with them, and it just continues to develop into a better uh, situation in 2026. So, yeah, I'm upset that the U.S. lost, but I'm very hopeful as to what happens in the next four years. Yeah, I like the, you know, given that Christian Pulisic had to deal with the 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 sadness and yeah. uh, of not, not being able to qualify for the last World Cup, it was it was nice to see his comments after uh, the game because he was really talking about what playing on the team means. Uh, Matt Turner said this as well. Um, uh, really uh, focusing on 
inspiring that next generation. And these guys are young. They're young guys. They're all, you know, right. between 20, 25, the majority of them. It's like when seniors talk about being like, you know, yeah, yeah. seniors in high school, like, <laughs> oh, I've been through the whole thing. You know, it's like, oh. you ain't 95 years old, bro. You ain't retiring from the factory. <laughs> so, but it was, it, it's, but that's how much, that's how short of a window you have to in, to inspire that next generation. Yeah. You have maybe, you're lucky if you get a third World Cup. Even if you're a top-tier player, look you're at, lucky if you get a third Look at World. most of these players four years ago. There's only a few of the, a handful of these players that were even considered for the men's national team back then. Yeah. You know, Brendan Aronson was a child. You know what I mean? You don't know who's going to be here in four years. You don't know who you can inspire. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Um, so, Matt just, Turner wanted to be an investment banker, bro. <laughs> okay, he had the chin strap, mustache, beard, bro. It was, it wasn't, bro. The he, glow up is unbelievable for some, Matt Turner. Someone taught that man to get a fade. <laughs> so, uh, look. So yeah, look, we're all processing it all, but uh, it, it's nice to see a lot of the stuff, uh, a lot of the comments from. Uh, from the players and even for us, for Alexis and I, it, it, it's all a, a, a journey, you know, like th- yeah, this uh, just U.S. soccer, uh, men's national team, women's national team. There's a, there's a lot of emotion attached to it, a lot of experiences uh, that 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 this game and, and this federation uh, uh, gives us. And sometimes they're very positive. Sometimes they're very negative. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're all uh, a family. You know, it, it's, it's times like these I think about. You know, even like Daryl, Daryl Grove, uh, yeah, you know, RIP. But RIP. he loved the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. This British man knew more about the U.S. How about every Everton fan we've spoke to from Liverpool <laughs> could care less about the English national team? <laughs> Loves the U.S. Yeah, dude. So it's uh, th- th- that, those are the things I, I really think about because it's a it, it, it is a four year roller coaster ride yeah. and then it, and and you, you know the drop is pretty hard bro four years ago <laughs> four years ago we thought we would be completely out of a show because the US yeah. didn't qualify we're sitting in our own studio. We've got a guy named Harry hostage. It's a pretty. <laughs> it's a, well, I think we've leveled up. It's all gone to plan. <laughs> yeah, this kid- is what we wrote down day one of cool. We, we need to kidnap a producer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the only way we're going to afford one. We're part of the Metal Arc Network. We exclusively drink Miller Lite. It's pretty great. Uh, so uh, look, very, we're still very, very proud of uh, of the accomplishment uh, of the U.S. Uh, men's national team. So yeah. all right. The show must go I, on. I, I do want to end on Christian Pulisic's uh, words that he said. He was very cool. He said, uh, this show tra- show's brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. <laughs> I look really inspired. Speaking of inspiring the next generation, <laughs> that's the way to do it, Christian Pulisic. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. We will be back tomorrow. Obviously, England uh, against, uh, who are they playing? Senegal. Senegal. Yep. And then France, Poland. So we'll be uh, back covering that. Daily episodes of the World Cup. You love to see it. The Cooligans. It's the Cooligans, buddy. Let's go. Peace, everybody. Love you guys.